I would like to give just a quick commentary on um, caste, the caste system, as it is mentioned in the book by Isabel Wickerson, so caste, the origins of our discontents. One of the things that she talks about is there's actually three chapters that I think this one particular incident relates to. But in chapter 12, she talks about African-Americans being basically made scapegoats for all the ills of America, things like crime, economy, uh, stagnant careers. And so basically what what she's saying is that there's a shifting of blame onto minorities for all the things that are going wrong in the country. Now that, of course, is going without stats. We don't have... Statistics, well, there is statistics, but the statistics are not quoted when people are quoting crime, economy, stagnant careers in America. And so the other thing that uh, she mentions in Chapter 20 is the narcissism that exists within the caste system because there are default standards that are set up. And so those standards include things like uh, certain people being the the standard of intellect or the standard of beauty, the standard of what's right and what's wrong. Uh, one thing she mentioned is that some minorities coming from other nations will make statements that their cousins or their relatives may have blonde hair and they're associating blonde hair with being American, uh, blonde hair as being at the top of the caste system. Uh, some people associate being Christian as American. And as we know, we only have 300 plus million people in the United States. And we have many more people outside of the United States than we have inside. Therefore, uh, it's obvious that there are more people actually outside the United States, of course, that are actually living what is called the Christian lifestyle or living the standard of biblical principles uh, other than those who are in America. And then the other thing is that uh, a default standard of the narcissism that exists is that uh, you not only get to choose right from wrong, but you also get to choose the policing, the discipline, and the correction. So the minority being at the bottom of the caste system Uh, doesn't get to do this. So basically, uh, the upper caste is asserting its superiority over the lower caste. And this is where I want to bring your attention to a particular example that actually happened in London, England. Uh, This was a situation where, well, let's go. First in the book, she talks about uh, certain tasks are assigned to certain castes levels of the caste. So when it comes to especially African-Americans, we are assigned, we can have the entertainment. Uh, We can sing, we can dance, we can do media, we can do sports. Those things are like, okay, that's okay for your caste to do. But you cannot step out of your level and go into a higher level of the caste. We do not permit that. And the reason why she says it's not permitted is because Once you try to step out of your caste, something is done to put you back in place. So in the time of once um, slaves got the right to no longer be slaves, so when slavery was abolished, so to speak, in the United States, 
that is when hangings started, lynchings. And so they started lynching people on purpose to say, okay, you're getting out of your caste. (laughs) You're supposed to be a slave. And regardless of what the laws now say, you're getting out of your caste. So just to show you that you have to stay in your level of the caste, we're going to lynch you in public. Not only lynch you in public, but lynch you nude in public, whether you're male or female. Then we're going to cut off parts of you and we get to keep it as souvenirs, all of us who are watching, just to keep you in your place. And so this is an example of something I remembered back in 1999. I was traveling in and out of London, England, having meetings because of a Y2K project I was working on for the corporation that I was with. And so the thing that struck me is that Diana Ross, and and Diana Ross was traveling uh, out, well, through actually London. She was on her way going to New York. And this was September 22nd, 1999. Uh, And she was actually stopped in the Heathrow Airport in London. And the security officer started to pat her down and do a body search on her, which she was offended. And apparently with all the patting down because they called in for others to help as if they did not know who she was. And the reason why I say it that way is we are probably thinking that, well, Diana Ross is known, but how well, how well known is she really? Well, first of all, this was 1999. That's why I'm emphasizing that date. September 22nd, 1999, Diana Ross was going through Heathrow Airport and security started to pat her down, do a bodily search on her as if they did not know who she was. I see this as an opportunity for them to say, get back into your cast, even though we know who you are and how much you're worth. Uh, we're still going to treat you any way we want to because we have a right to police you. We have a right to tell you to to um, uh, yield to a body search. Uh, and because she slapped one, and I think that's what the paper said, that she actually slapped one of the um, security guards. And so they accused her of attacking them. And they actually took the lady, held the plane, took her off the plane, The plane was 30 minutes late leaving because they were taking Diana Ross off the plane. And to make sure that they, that she understood she was getting outside of her caste system, they also took her to the police station. And so she had to end up catching a much later flight. Now, this is the other part. Diana Ross was not catching just a regular airline. She was catching the Concorde, British Airways Concorde jet, uh, going to New York. And so she was delayed several hours, I think about six hours, because of all of this nonsense of patting her down as if they didn't know who she was. Now, this is why I'm saying everyone knew who she was. Uh, This is just some information about Diana Ross. Diana Ross was considered one of the greatest singers of all time. In 1960, Motown's most successful selections or music that was coming out in 1960 
was coming from Dana Ross and the Supremes. She released over 25 uh, different great, what was considered to be greatest songs from Motown in 1960. In 1970, she had broken away from the Supremes and now she's doing her solo act and she was still very well known as a solo artist. In 1970, she was named the female entertainer of the century by Billboard magazine. If anyone knows who Billboard magazine is, and if you do not know, ask any radio announcer, that's a DJ that works in any radio station, and he can tell you what Billboard magazine is all about. In 1993, the Guinness Book of World Records actually named Diana Ross the most successful female artist in history. In 1971 and 1985, she married wealthy white men. So it's not as though these men were not known. They were known all over the world for their wealth. And interestingly enough, She's now estimated to be worth about $250 million, and in pounds, that would be about $192 million, a million pounds. And so I bring that out because Diana Ross, as a woman and as an African-American, who was no longer living in the United States then, she was actually living in Europe. So Heathrow Airport, the major airport in London, England, would definitely know who she is. And why would someone like Diana Ross be boarding a Concord jet <laughs> because they have all these business matters to attend to that apparently needed immediate attention? Why would they suspect her of having a weapon or carrying a bomb? And so this is the type of thing that I, I think we need to pay attention to ways that the caste system tries to keep us back in the caste. So no matter how wealthy you become, no matter who you marry, no matter who, how well you're known, the caste system tries to bring you back into the level that you were born into and, and not want you to leave. The reason why I remembered this situation and even looked it up to, to better understand what really happened is because I was traveling into London about a couple of weeks after she was there. And of course, this made international news because it's Diana Ross. And so I was thinking, oh my goodness, because I'm gonna be at Heathrow in about a week or a few days. Uh, so I guess if they wanna pat me down, I guess I better not get upset. I'll just let them do that and then I'll keep on my way. And so this is, uh, this is very interesting because that caste system is not just in the United States, but it's actually global. Uh, another instance that I thought of another time I went to London about the same year or so, uh, I happened to be the first one in the group that I was traveling with to get downstairs uh, for breakfast. And so I was waiting on the rest of the team who happened to be white males. And while I was waiting in the, in the uh, lobby, of the hotel that we were staying in, I was reading the newspaper. And on the very front page of that newspaper, it actually lists a situation where a young black man in his 30s or so 
had actually been allowed to freeze to death completely nude on the floor of the police station. And apparently the situation was, uh, this was very jarring to me because again, that was like my second time in London. And I thought, what is going on? The, the racism here is rapid. Uh, and so uh, the article went on to say that this man apparently was having mental issues he apparently was at his girlfriend's door knocking and beating. Someone called the police, and um, he, the police came, arrested him, did not give him any clothing, nothing to cover himself with. So I don't know how he ended up completely nude. If Unless they got into an argument, she locked him outside the apartment or something. Not, I don't remember all of that, but he was completely nude, beating on the door, I guess, trying to get back into the apartment. Someone called the police, they come, they get him, they arrest him, they take him to the police station, they do not give him anything to put on, they allow him to freeze to death on the cement floor, and this was during the winter time in London. And so, again, it's another opportunity to say, we have the right to police you, and we're going to make you behave in the manner that you stay in your caste and do what you're supposed to do. So since you interrupted the lives of others by beating on someone's door, we're going to allow you to be publicly humiliated, completely nude in the middle of the floor in the police station with and allow you to freeze to death. And that's what happened. And so, of course, I'm reading this article and I'm shocked. And then comes down my white male peers that I will be going to the local office to meet with other, guess what, all white males. And so it's really interesting that I give you this perspective for two reasons. One is that I think it's an excellent example of what uh, Isabel Wickerson is referring to in Cast uh, the Origins of Our Discontents. But the second thing is, I want you to feel me as a woman and as an African American, how those stories affected my thinking. And I'm having to work in environments that are mostly white males in London, uh, and really all white males in most cases in London. So just wanted to give you that perspective, give you an example of what uh, Isabel is referring to when she says that uh, occupation hierarchy does exist. Uh, in, a, in addition to that, superiority uh, exists within the caste system. And some people just feel that they should do the policing. Okay. Ross, I said, if you will take Diana Ross to jail, and she's known all over the world, and cameras are everywhere. What would you do to me <laughs> when I'm just a simple person doing a little business in London? So it's quite something to think about. So I hope that uh, this example that I've used will help you to better understand what we're saying when we say that there's a caste system that has ways of keeping you in your level of the caste that you were born into, regardless of who you are.